Hello, my zippers and spoonies. Thanks for coming and hanging out with me today. I am glad that you are here. Today, I am going to be talking about the relationship between chronic illness and fear, because I wish that more people understood that having a chronic illness also means having chronic fears. So when you have a chronic illness, it is inevitable that you are going to play the what if game from time to time. We need to because it helps us plan for the future. We project into the future and consider what our prognosis is. And then we ask, what if this happens? And what can I do to be prepared for that outcome? This can help us better cope when things come up. And things will come up because that's the nature of having chronic illness. But the what if game can also be a trap that leaves us only focusing on all of the things that we feel are the worst possible outcome for our illnesses. It can leave us feeling afraid of our future. When our prognosis is poor or projects an outcome that is highly undesirable for us, it only augments that fear. Oftentimes, providers will try to comfort us by telling us that our illness isn't correlated with an increased mortality risk, but these comforts are missing the mark for a few reasons. The first reason is that no one is collecting data on all the things that happen because we have an illness, but aren't really the illness. So like having postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome or POTS. There's no correlation to having an increased mortality, but that data is incomplete. Having POTS means that I'm at a higher risk of having a fall and hitting my head. And there is a correlation of falls with a head strike and mortality. But when these events occur, it's not documented as a head injury caused by POTS, but as a head injury being caused by a fall doesn't matter that I wouldn't have fallen if I didn't have POTS. And not to mention that having any chronic illness increases their risk for suicide. So no one is looking at the data in a way that connects these secondary causes to the actual source, the chronic illness. And that leaves many of us wondering if there really isn't any associated risk for death for many of our, our diagnoses. So the second reason that this comfort misses the mark is that most of the time our fears are not actually related to dying. Many times the things that we are most afraid of are the things that we feel our illness could strip away from us and leave us no longer being ourselves. For most of us, this includes a fear of the brain fog becoming so severe that we can no longer maintain a functional hold on reality. But these fears can include many other things. I personally am afraid that the joints of my hand will degrade enough that it will no longer have the fine motor skills to engage in many of the creative crafts that I enjoy. I fear the day that the, my bones in my feet are going to cause me to lose the ability to walk and to no longer be able to be a bedside nurse. I fear that I will develop dementia since having ADHD and the antihistamines that I need to be on both increase my risk. These things are a fundamental part of my identity and losing them seems like losing myself. None of these fears involve my dying. Instead, these fears center around the idea that my chronic illness has the capacity to attack the very core of how I define myself. 
The last reason that this comfort misses the mark is that it fails to understand the what-if game and the way that playing it is a part of having a chronic illness. This means that there are times that we are asking the providers what-if questions in an effort to better understand our options and our prognosis. These questions do not always reflect that we are feeling afraid of those outcomes. It could simply mean that it is an outcome that is possible and we are now trying to consider the impact that it could have on our lives. There are many possible outcomes that I have considered that are not desirable and would require significant changes in my life, but also don't evoke fear for me. I personally believe that having fears is a normal part of being human and that it doesn't make us unhealthy or abnormal. How we manage our fears is what will determine if those fears are impacting our lives in ways that are pathological. Because of this, we need healthy coping skills to help us manage all these fears that inevitably come up when we have a chronic illness. And one of the best coping skills that we can use is to just talk about them. However, this is often misunderstood and overblown by providers. Just because I'm talking about feeling afraid of something doesn't mean that I need a new treatment or a new medication. Usually, I am just looking for the provider to help me gauge how likely that fear is to become reality. Personally, if I can tell myself that there is a low chance of something happening, it is often easier for me to set that fear aside. However, if it has a pretty high probability of happening, then I do better by starting the problem solving before the fear becomes reality. So how about you? How do you tend to handle your fears? What are your coping skills? Well, that's about it for my rambling today. Thanks for coming and spending some time with me. If you like what you've been listening to, consider listening some of the other episodes of the podcast and consider giving some support. It really does help. And until we talk again, you guys take care of yourselves. Bye.